the Showtime series Couples Therapy is back exploring relationships in a new season. I spoke with the film team and its star, Dr. Orna Gorolnik. I'm Tom Powers, and this is Pure Nonfiction. Filmmakers Josh Kriegman and Lee Steinberg were last interviewed on this podcast way back on Episode 7 in 2016. They were speaking about their film Wiener, about the politician Anthony Wiener, who was brought down by a sex scandal. Following the success of that film, they wondered if it would be possible to film inside couples therapy. They interviewed many therapists until they met the New York psychoanalyst, Dr. Orna Gorolnik, and convinced her to become the focal point. The show debuted in 2020, and it's now in its third season. Over the course of each season, we follow different couples as they tackle their problems with Orna. The couples undergo roughly 20 weeks of therapy that the filmmakers skillfully compress into nine half-hour episodes. It may sound like voyeuristic reality TV, but it's executed with a high level of craft and care for the process. The couples represent a diversity of race, socioeconomics, sexual orientation, and gender identity as they grapple with monogamy, infidelity, polyamory, and buried trauma. We watch them undergo deep self-exploration under Orna's guidance. An example from Season 3 are Molly and Josh, who have been together for 19 years. They come across as high-functioning. But during therapy, we hear their many adversities. Miscarriages, an affair, an abortion, an addiction, a car crash. They've coped by suppressing the hurt and moving on. I think that's how we've handled a lot of things, I'm realizing. like Mm -hmm. We stuff it in a box together. Yes. (laughs) And that's like our dealing with it, and then it goes up on the Mm -hmm. shelf or something like that. So so let's hear some more. Let's open some of these. Um, So when I was in high school, I had a relationship with a girl. Mm -hmm. I had never been in love. I had not had really any romantic relationships. And I would say that this was my first one. It was just like the whole world was open and it was just a a magical experience. Mm -hmm. Two years ago, one year ago. Year and a half at this point. I discovered that she was living very close to us in New York City. So we went out to dinner. We had not seen or spoken to each other since Since high school yes Mm -hmm. it's kind of like she came into my life again when i was also having like a midlife crisis i i i remember like a a year ago i started to feel like who am i like what am i more than just a mother a wife like is this my life is this all there is like you know just those kinds of questions and Being around her was like just like being 17 again. Exactly. I interviewed Orna along with the co-creators Josh and Elise in spring 2022 at New York's IFC Center in front of a live audience. We were joined by Pax Wasserman, who was on the directing team for season three. I started by asking Orna, what was she hoping for when she signed on to this project? And how has it met her expectations? I think there were a few things that these two um, 
managed to kind of capture my uh, interest and, and excitement about this project. Um, one was the idea of um, doing some film TV series that will really get close to what therapy is really like, as opposed to some kind of um, projection that the that people tend to have about what therapy is really like. Um, they describe wanting to really capture like the slow nuance of what happens in a therapy room, and that seemed like an amazing project. Um, so I guess I was hoping for that. And then we had all sorts of like very interesting conversations about the similarities between the objectives of a documentarian and a psychoanalyst. Um, and that just intellectually really intrigued me. Um, so I was hoping that that would somehow happen, even though I was very skeptical. Um, could we? Could they? Could we? Um, and then it's been, what has it been like? Uh, it's been totally amazing to be doing this, like really amazing. I mean, thanks to these people. Um, I kind of, there were all sorts of reasons in my life that made me kind of want to take on this kind of crazy project and, and try something new. Um, but I really had no idea if it could work. And um, the first time I mean, we filmed and, and, and it was complicated to figure out, is this working, not working? Can we do therapy in front of cameras? Can I, can I do it? Like, can the couples do it? Um, how are we gonna work together? All of that, but then the most amazing thing was that after we went through the first season and worked out how to function in, in, in front of cameras, to just see what they ended up doing with it, with the material. That was like a completely mind-blowing experience for me. Um, that indeed, somehow they managed to capture the essence of what went on, but also capture the, the underlying thread of what an analytic process is really like, and put it on the screen somehow. To me, that was just, really mind-blowing um, and that kept happening like better and better and so it's it's I mean there are many more things I can say about this but Elise I want to ask about the couples that you recruit uh, to be in this maybe now by season three it's a different process than in season one because there there's something to point to if if they want to watch it um, but can you t you know I know you do an open call and you're always looking for Couples, I mean, you can kind of imagine, you know, things that you're looking for uh, uh, in, in choosing people. But what's the conversation that you have before they embark on this? Um, well, we have many conversations with the couples, many, many conversations. Um, and one of the things, one of, there are many things that we're looking for, but one is just authentically really looking for therapy. Um, couples who, you know, are not looking to be on television actually, but they're looking to do the work because that's what we're trying to capture. We're trying to capture 
um, the therapeutic experience and we're looking for couples who genuinely want therapy. Um, and we're looking for couples in the same way when we were talking to Orna, people who share in our mission in terms of, um, you know, I think we sort of feel, and, and Josh can talk about his, both of his parents were therapists and wanting to um, show therapy um, to an audience and to show the impact that it can have and um, that there is a way that it can really reach people and there's a universal struggle that we're all going through and that by sharing their stories um, they can have an impact and it's just been um, just wonderful the responses that we've been getting from people who say your show helped me process my grief your show helped me reconnect with um, someone I've lost touch with and I'm, I'm, I'm understanding and I feel that way like, I'm just like I'm learning every time from the show I'm learning and um, the couples that we seek share in that mission of wanting to share their story as a way of helping others Here's Josh Kriegman. One of the fun things, I think, in terms of finding folks is that we're looking for, I mean, the right people for this project are people who are, on some level, a little bit suspicious about what it means to be a, a part of it, right? We're looking for people who have kind of a healthy skepticism, I think, to sort of what we're doing, in a sense, because you know, it really indicates that they're sort of coming to this with the right intention, the right reasons, not, you know, we're not looking for that kind of you know, showboat exhibitionist types, which is one of the things um, when we found Orna, uh, Elise actually met her. We had interviewed hundreds of therapists, um, literally, I think, and Elise had met Orna over a, a Zoom call, and I remember she walked out of the office and she was like, that's it, we found her, she's the one. And I was like, really? And, and Elise was like, 100%, she doesn't know it yet, but but it, it, she's the one, and 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 I, I remember uh, Orna, you being fairly skeptical and and not really approaching this with really the thought that you could actually be uh, the the therapist um, so much as maybe a consultant or an advisor or something. Um, and then it was many conversations later that it sort of felt like the right fit. Um, Pax, uh, this is your first season joining the uh, directing uh, team of the show. The, the last season, season two, was marked by uh, by the pandemic beginning. So this, that, that season began with in-person sessions and then shifts to uh, being Zoom sessions for a while, returns to in-person sessions. Um, so that's, a, that's an obvious way in which last season feels different from this season. But I wonder, joining this series, uh, you're taking on the responsibility of something that, you know, that Elise and, uh, and Josh and Eli have created, and now you're coming into that world. You know, what were, what were you concerned about? And, and how do you think season three uh, is different than, than previous seasons? Well, first, do no harm, <laughs> for sure. Um, I mean, I felt like I was in inheriting something that was this wonderful package that so many elements, so many amazing decisions have been made. I was really like standing on the so shoulders of giants on this. So that also left a little room to go somewhere new. I think the biggest thing in this season is probably a, the addition of the peer group, which is to get more voices in there and more people, um, you know, bending, 
your ear, Orna, and uh, also opening up to other discussions that might be uh, more broad and, and more things that were related uh, more generally to psychotherapy and not necessarily always laser focused on the couple in the next session. So that was exciting. There were some things with how we shot with couples a little bit, a little different, but it probably doesn't feel that way as much. Um, you know, my wife was very excited for me to do this show. <laughs> and uh, um, I definitely had that, a little bit of that stigma of before of that people who are in couples therapy are on their way to a divorce. So it really helped with that. Um, and I, I think, you know, you have to follow the, the therapy and you spend a lot of your time thinking about the arcs of eight people. And that's a very exciting thing as somebody comes from editing to play that out and when, where is their headroom and when is it gonna be a, a limit to their growth that the audience is becoming frustrated? How do we push through that? Um, so that was probably the, one of the most exciting things about it for me. I don't know if that's quite different than before. Um, so Kim Roberts, who had edited the first season, was the, was the co-director on the second season. So we talked a lot beforehand about it. And it was very interesting the way that the first season was very playful in a way, and stylistically playful as well. And in the second season, it was sort of a deeper dive into fewer couples. So they only did three couples. And then all the challenges of COVID, but then it got to such a, a beautiful place by the end of that season as well. It's like, they are, I mean, you must feel like they're like children, that each one's a little different. <laughs> um, so I hope my child has a seat at the table as well <laughs> with this, yeah. Orna, when you watch yourself, um, do you learn things about your uh, practice? Do you watch scenes and think, oh, maybe I shouldn't have asked that question, or, or I wish I'd asked that question, or uh, what do you get out of, uh, out, of, out of watching the finished projects? I kind of wish I did that. Um, I don't exactly do that. I, I have a, a, a mixed thing when I watch. It's, it's not so easy for me to watch. Um, first, I have to keep telling myself that I'm not working right now, because I, I, even now, when I was watching, and this is not the first time I've seen this, I was like, I'm focusing in as if I'm like still working, and then I'm like, no, 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 you're not working, you're watching. Um, so that's hard. But then there's something funny that happens when I stop working, um, which is, what's on the screen then becomes like the complete reality. It's like more convincing than my memory. Uh, and then I'm just like, I'm just like anyone. I'm just sitting there and watching a movie and, and it's true. You know, when it's on the screen, it's just, it marks what happened. It says, this is what happened. And then I'm like, okay, that's what happened. and. I don't know, it's that thing that you're describing, I, I wanna get there. <laughs> uh, the process that you go through in this um, series, as I understand, is about 20 weeks that you're spending uh, uh, with these couples. That, uh, that's not an, a normal constraint of, uh, of therapy. Uh, it, we can imagine there are ways in which maybe it's a helpful constraint that it, you know people kind of understand an arc in their own head and um, but how is it uh, you know what is that 20 week uh, you know framework 
mean to doing the actual work of therapy as opposed to the work of building a TV show? Well, first of all, there are plenty of modalities that are short-term treatment modalities. Um, and I've trained in them years ago. I mean, there's they're often 12-week treatment modalities. Um, so there is such an animal. And there's some logic to it, which is just like you're saying, people can kind of plan the arc. And then when the 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 end of the treatment kind of colors the entire treatment, um, in the sense that it, it you, I mean, I'm normally, when I'm not like doing this, I'm a psychoanalyst, so I work with people for years and years and years, and there's always this sense that like, okay, if nothing happened this session, or if we didn't find the nugget of what's being really worked on, then there's always tomorrow, or next week, or you know, next year. Um, and when you have this kind of time-limited situation, in addition to the cameras, there's this feeling that um, you have to do the work now. There's a certain kind of urgency and there's like, you can't bargain with the work, it has to be done. And it's very powerful to do it that way. Um, so it's, it's an interesting modality. I mean, you pay the price of not being able to get to all the deeper other things you could have gotten to or you know follow a certain kind of thread into like someone's childhood and bring it then all the way back which would take a few months um, but the time limit of it um, is both good in a certain way for therapy and it's certainly good for let's say a documentary series because you have to show up there's no you can't waste time you just everyone has to show up Lisa I asked you before the kind of preparations you do for the couples as they're beginning this project. Talk to me about the conversations that have happened when the series is finished, it's edited, it's gonna go on Showtime uh, this Friday, their friends and family uh, are gonna watch it. Um, what are those conversations like? Um, yeah, we, we, we had them all. <laughs> we, um, we uh, and Orna's a part of it, we screen the show for all the couples and we talk to them about it. Um, and, you know, we, we actually, we screen, every couple here has already seen this. And it's, it's an amazing experience. It's really amazing. Um, I think that the couples feel, um, you know, what Orna is describing, they feel a sense of their experience being understood and that, what what they're seeing has been it feels truthful to what their therapy was and um there's um i think there's a feeling of you know you know i know with you know we're talking i was talking with Mo molly and josh we're writing just like a feeling of this is important now like we went through this experience of having this like transformative experience in the therapy and now we're in this other experience that we knew was going to happen of, of sharing our story so that it can help others. Like there's a real feeling of like, we're, we're feeling so good about being able to help others. And I, you know, we were, Orna, we were saying, Orna says that people are gonna say thank you. I mean, Molly talking about our miscarriage and not, that's not talked about or abortion, <laughs> sort of like, you know, this is important stuff and I feel like um, all the couples have expressed that. Couples therapy is shot in a New York studio built to look like a therapist's office. We never see any cameras, even though the room is shot from all angles. 
Josh explains how it's done. One of the most fun parts of this project was was figuring out uh, how to construct this room. Um, and we knew we knew at the outset that we absolutely did not want to have people or cameras in in the space. So um, so the challenge was how do you do it? How do you how do you get the full range of motion? You know the nuance, the detail, the tears, the you know the ability to move around um, and and not. Uh, interfere with the presence. And so we actually experimented with a lot of different kind of ways of concealing cameras. And ultimately, uh, the the secret is it's it's an angled mirror. It's sort of the oldest, one of the oldest tricks um, in sort of illusions is, is a simple 45 degree angled mirror that's just a uh, piece of glass, really, that's that's mirrored and reflecting what's below it. And it's it's integrated into the set um, in, in in a way that it just you do not feel it. I mean, you obviously don't feel it when you're watching, but in the room also. I mean, this was the the other challenge was it's one thing to make that trick for the camera; it's another thing for the actual people in the room to really not be distracted by by you know obviously they know they're being filmed, but to not be distracted by it. And so, um, it, you know, you can you can they're basically the the shelves that are that are sort of designed into the walls of the set, all four walls, it's, they're basically just big holes in the wall that you totally cannot uh, see. Um, and then that way we're able to have operated cameras um, that have some movement and so that's that's the trick. But the experience for the couples, and this was the thing, is you know they, they, they show up, they sit in the waiting room, they do an hour of therapy, they leave, they never, you know, other than somebody putting a, a you know, lavalier microphone on their on their collar, they never, see an element of production they're not seeing people with headsets it you know it's a very pure experience by design and orna the second part of that question is how has being on tv you know changed your practice if it's changed your practice my work as a therapist has uh deepened a lot because um part of what goes on in in doing this is we have incredibly in-depth conversations about each treatment ongoing. Um, and um, I've had to reflect and reflect and reflect and reflect on the work while it's happening um, and talk to, to these kind of brilliant people and, and think about it together. So that has um, I think made me a better analyst. Just the depth of the work and how much it demands, like to be really, really in it and really present. Um, in terms of my private practice, <clears throat> I mean, I have very long-term patients, so they've, I mean, all of them have had to go through um, an adjustment with me to becoming kind of a person on TV and, and you know, becoming kind of somewhat of a celebrity. And, and that's been hard for people. Um, I mean, they also get, I mean, some of them get a little bit of a vicarious benefit out of it. They feel like, oh, I must be with a good therapist. <laughs> like, I didn't notice it for the past 10 years, but I guess she's good. <laughs> um, but, other than that, they, they've had to realize that they share me and they share me with some other project. And it's been hard, but in our work, it's all grist for the mill. So we just, it's more to work on. Going to our New York audience for questions, one person asked, 
why the filmmakers chose to focus on couples instead of individual therapy. I mean, the origin story of this is, as Elise mentioned, both of my parents are therapists, so I, I kind of grew up um, steeped in that world and that language and familiar and hearing all kinds of stories about the sorts of things that happen in the therapist's office. And um, there was a particular moment where I was, uh, this was years ago, uh, I was visiting home and my father came out of his home office and he was just like freaking out because he had just gone through this hour with this couple that was um, intense, uh, you know, and, and, and he sort of just described the full arc of, of this hour from the, the couple, you know, showing up in cold fury and then working through hot anger and kind of by the end embracing and, and feeling like this major breakthrough had happened. And so my father was said to me, he's like, you know, if you could film this, if there was a way to actually film this that, that doesn't interfere in, in with the process, it would, it would not only be captivating, but it would be useful. I mean, it would just be really an important thing for people to be able to witness. And obviously this is not the sort of thing that you typically get to see. And so um, that kind of sparked an idea that then we chewed on for years of just you know, thinking about, can, how, how would you do this? How do you, you know, how, is there a way to actually um, film therapy without ruining it by the fact of filming? Um, and that was something that we sort of played all different kinds of ideas of, 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 of types of therapy, but it was immediately clear that, you know, couples offer a particular, a particular dynamic that's, that's, of course, um, that's dynamic. I mean, it's, you know, the three people in a room, there's a lot going on. And, um, so we, we kind of set out and, you know, a lot of credit to Showtime for sort of hearing our, our pitch and being willing to kind of take, you know, sort of make, do this experiment with us, you know, to see if we, it could actually be done. And, you know, as Warner mentioned, there's like skepticism, like, does this actually work? And then ultimately stepping back and, and sort of seeing that it, it does still hold together, even though, of course, everyone understands that it's, it's being filmed. Warner was asked if she had any other reservations about doing the series, and how has it been received by her colleagues? Yeah, sure. I had many reservations. Um, I I was not sure what how am I going to function. I'm putting my work out there for the for my colleagues mostly to watch was scary. I didn't know. Will I do a good job? And even if I'm thinking I'm doing a good job, what will my colleagues think? Um, that was unnerving. Um, and will Will it some, I mean, even though the ethics of it on the face of it seemed okay, I wasn't sure if it's going to end up being an ethical project. Um, you know, people consent to all sorts of things, but they don't necessarily know what they're consenting to. So I was worried about that aspect of it. In terms of the responses of the analytic community to my face, <laughs> people are mostly super positive, very grateful for a project being out there and, and really conveying, people feel like I'm representing other people's work. Like people, my colleagues often say, I feel like that's how I work, thank you for putting it on TV this way. So people know what our life is really like, what analysts really do, how we think. So it's mostly been very positive. I think there's something about the public nature of this, like the display of what goes on in our private practice that is hard for analysts, um, hard for me even. 
um, we're so used to doing our work like with this like super, super privacy seal around it that there's something unnerving and destabilizing about it. Um, but that just that's just the nature of this project. Any viewer of couples therapy is bound to wonder what happened to the participants afterwards. One audience member asked if the film team would ever do a segment on where are they now. Uh, I don't think we're gonna do that. Um, I mean, it is you know it is an interesting feature of the project is that obviously this is it's a, this is a snapshot and. And it, 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 it's been interesting to, you know, obviously, you know, people's lives go on, the couples go on. Um, and, uh, but this, this stays static, you know, this sort of defines, you know, just a, a particular period in their lives. And, you know, some of the couples, um, I mean, I can tell you, you know, some of the couples are doing one, you know, we, we're in touch with them all and on, you know, um, close with many of them. And, you know, some of them are doing well as a couple, uh, Others have had more challenges. Um, there, there have been a, there have been a few that have that have uh, broken up. Um, you know, it's 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 life. You know, it sort of it, keep, it, it keeps going. Orna, to wrap this up, when when the shows are being edited, do you watch them along the way, or do you just watch them all at the end? Do you is there do you have any process of input to say, oh, the way you've shaped that, that's not the way I remember it, or uh, or I think you're missing something. No, I don't. I I get to see when they're close to the end. I get to see stuff just for they they want like a my take on the final thing, which I usually all I have to say is. Oh my God, how'd you do this? Um, but no, I'm not. I mean, during the work, we talk about it a lot, and I feel like there's a lot of exchange. But once they're at the editing process, I'm out of the picture. Can you tell me more about those conversations? Is it a, a couple leaves the office, and then, and you discuss what just happened? Is that yeah, we we discuss in depth like what happened. Um, I think they want to get a sense of like how, I mean, I think they want to get a sense of like how an analyst thinks um, and to understand kind of the, let's say the unconscious dynamics that I'm trying to track or what were you thinking of when you made that intervention? And, and they, they really want to get into the, like the really deep into what this, what's going on for each couple. Um, these have been like profound conversations. Um, and you know, as analysts, we often consult with colleagues, peers, supervisors, we do this kind of conversation, but you never get to do it with people that are watching the treatment with you. So this is like a level of conversation that I never get to have. It's, it's really amazing. It's, it's one of the best things about the project for me. Thank Dr. Orna Goralnik and filmmakers Josh Kriegman, Elise Steinberg, and Pax Wasserman for joining me. You can watch Couples Therapy from Showtime on Paramount+. Plus. Pure Nonfiction has just debuted an email newsletter called Producer's Notebook. 
It's a space for documentary producers to discuss the latest developments in the field. You can sign up to receive the newsletter for free at purenonfiction.net. Thanks to our team, series producer, Anna Nordenswan, marketing manager, Bella Racklin, and web designer, Cross Strategy. Welcome to Sahai John, joining us as a summer intern. Our theme music is composed by Andre Williams, and our executive producer is Raphael Nehausen. I'm Tom Powers. Follow us on Instagram at Pure Nonfiction. Fiction.